Hello everyone, welcome back to Don't Be a Drag here on 91.9 WLJS. My name is Patrick and I am your host. Today we have a very special guest, Miss Milky Juicy. She's going to be talking to us a little bit about her drag and some of the work she has recently done. She's a fairly new queen, but she's still been doing a lot of awesome work. So Milky Juicy, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, I'm Sister Milky Juicy, the lactose enchantress of Birmingham. I'm not a serious queen by any means. I'm very quirky. Hey, well, not very you well spoken either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to be a little bit quirky if you're going to be a drag queen because you've got to have that wit and that fun to get that going. So, I guess to start us off, tell us a little bit about how you got involved in drag in the first place. Well, um, I was a freshman in college, not too long ago. I'm not that old, and I just it was really hard that year for me because there's like a couple of things that didn't work out for me and so I was just like in a very weird spot at that time and my friend Amber introduced me to Drag Race and I got super heavily into it so I was like well I want to be pretty too I guess so I just started painting my face and that was really the downfall. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, the real birth of me. But I didn't really start performing until well after a year I started watching the show. But I got, I started painting in like late 2016 or early, no, sorry, early 2016. So what made you want to take on this performance style and start to create your persona of Milky Juicy? Was it just from watching the show or was there something that was inside being like, hey, you should try this out? Well, in the beginning when I started performing, I was actually quite, well, I want to say fully basic, but I wasn't a full conceptual queen I consider myself now I was just more it actually took me performing a couple times before I could actually work on what I wanted to be like I had a vague idea in my head but I didn't start putting putting more effort into it until after I started performing so so how did you first come about the idea of Milky Juicy? Like, where where did the whole aesthetic and that persona come from? Um, well, as a teenager, I was always very driven by vintage makeup or hair or any of that sort. So when I first started, I was like, well... I'm going to incorporate some of that love I have from, like, the, the 80s into it. I didn't, it just didn't really look like it at the time, but I was just really, my original idea of my drag was, like, I want to look like one of those hair metal groovy girls. I don't think that was, <laughs> that's totally pleasing here, I know. And it just kind of went from there. I stayed into my vintage aesthetic. 
very well, I think. I've always stick to vintage roots. Now, when you were first starting out with your performance and trying to build this character, who are some of the people that kind of inspired you to help create that or just to help inspire you in the drag community itself? Uh, a big queen that's always that's been there for me since the beginning was Angel Face, and she's still very popular. She was very supportive of me, and she's also a highly conceptual queen, so I just always was driven by that and inspired by that. I was like, well, she's the biggest inspiration for me, really. Now, kind of going into the next section, because I know you have performed a lot in the Birmingham area, and you know a lot of the queens up there. Uh, we we're talking about one of your favorite performances, and you mentioned one of the local queens. Tell me a little bit about the story of the performance that you had mentioned. Okay. So this was like a couple weeks of me performing, like the very start of me. And I perform still to this day. It was um, It's Omni's open stage at our place on Thursday nights. And there's this queen there. Her name is Ramora Campbell. And I, I don't recall if this is her second number or whatnot, but she comes out and she's like in this gorgeous red robe of sorts. And it's this cover of Let It Go, but it was more so to be like not ice, but like fire and all of that. And then that song kind of ends, and it starts up into this next song. And Ramora goes out of the back door onto the back patio of the bar. And, we, you know, we don't see her for a minute. And she manages to get out of the road, get into her next costume, jumps over the fence that's at the bar, and comes dancing, striding right back into the front door. And Disco Inferno just started kicking up right in that moment. Now, now, I know you do a lot of work up there at our place. Tell us a little bit about the queens up there and kind of the team that y'all work with. Our place, the a lot of the Thursday night crowd, I feel has turned more into alternative, more underground drag in a way. It's a very accepting environment, thankfully. I would say, yeah, I did say it's alternative, but it's pretty much like the most well-rounded as well mm-hmm. in terms of who's there, whether it's the cast members or just the, the newcomers that are just there for the open stage. The cast is nothing but nice to everybody that comes in that door, whether or not they're a king or bio queen, conceptual artist, or of the sort. Now, you yourself are, I guess, technically considered, you're a drag queen, obviously, but I, I know from reading your page that uh, you are technically a bio queen. Tell us yeah. a little bit about what that is, because I don't think everyone who's been listening really understands the full, I guess, spectrum of drag. And 
the kind of different avenues that you can go with it. So tell everyone a little bit about what that is. So a bioclean is, it's basically a, a cis woman that is doing female impersonation. That is with me. But by now, um, drag has, for me, drag has always just been focusing on gender bending and being an entertainer. For a long time, drag has always or mostly been considered female impersonation. But like many words in the dictionary, the definitions change over time, and now drag is just, uh, well, I almost said a bad word, we're not doing that today, um, <laughs> just gender bending. You know, there are plenty of people that are, don't even really take on a gender, even they just stay more androgynous, just even an alien for some sort. Well... I know that you are actually not the only, I guess, technically bio queen that is in that area. Do you think that sometimes it can be harder for somebody who is a cis woman performing as a drag queen versus, say, being a drag king or a cis male being um, a drag queen? Like, do you think it's harder doing that? But you have, it's, in a way, you have to go about it smartly. Because, you know, if you're just a, if you are a girl just in makeup, just walking around, yeah, you're going to be treated pretty harshly. You have to, you have to be, okay, what is the word here? You have to show your respect and your passion for drag and how you look, how you present yourself. And you will go way farther than you think you will. And that's always what I've stuck to doing. And that's also part of the reason why I did not jump into performing once I started painting myself. I wanted to build and know the history of drag before I ever walked on a stage. Yeah. Because I knew I, I, knew I was already going to be under such a close radar since I was a real girl, but I was like, well, I need to take it to extra levels beyond than what even some drag queens do. So I get the same amount of respect. Kind of along those lines, do you think that the representation of bio queens and even drag kings for that matter, when they're represented, say, like on television or online, do you think it's being given in a positive way or do you think that there's still some ways to go on the acceptance of bio queens within the drag community itself i think how drag is so loved these days it's widely more accepted and there's not going to be as much hatred towards it however i do still see um these people targeted online, but there's also not many people that are widely praised online too. At the same time, the drag queens are heavily much more shown than the others. 
But with what little we do see, it's usually positive reception from them. Do you think that, say, a bi queen, whether it be yourself or somebody else, do you think someone in your position would ever be allowed to, say, perform on RuPaul's Drag Race or Dragula or one of those type of avenues? <laughs> Basic and I guess cookie cutter like drag. I mean, I'm happy about it, but yeah. I mean, I understand that because I mean, I love watching Drag Race and Dragula too, for that matter. And even even I sometimes am like, I really wish we could see some of that difference on the show. And I mean, because whether it be a queen, a king, whoever, they each performer still has a spark and something special that makes them an entertainer. And mm-hmm. it'd be good to have that type of avenue to look through, look to. Do you think that something like that would be able to come forward to help push the drag community, at least on television into that accepting light on that side? Well, I think I don't see RuPaul really accepting, Accepting much for anytime soon, maybe eventually. But I think RuPaul fails to realize that straight people are looking into the LGBT community. All they really see are these stereotypical white gay men, and that's pretty much all that you know. White men in general are pretty much all we care about in the world. And it is so important for the LGBT community for us to recognize every spectrum within our community instead of just praising these white men or white gay men that go on the show. This makes sense. (laughs) It doesn't make sense at all. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess where is somewhere that you would like to see drag I guess as a whole go within say like the next five or ten years even drag in general yeah okay drag is very popular right now I'm not saying I'm not hoping it's gonna peak Mm -hmm. but like every good empire it must come to an end 
and especially with what's going on in uh, politics, I feel soon enough, drag is still going to be around, but it's not going to have that same hype that it has currently. Do you think that's just from... That could be very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's just from, I guess, overuse recently and oversaturation with it in yeah. like our minds and on yeah, television yeah. and everything? Eventually, people are just going to get just tired of it. Or also, within the next five to ten years, drag race might be uh, canceled. And I feel once the show is kind of gone, it'll just kind of go back down into more underground, which there's nothing too wrong with that at the same time, but as mm-hmm. worldly accepted again or praised. Yeah. Well, I guess kind of along the same lines, where would you want to see your drag go within the next, say, five or so years, especially if, say, that does happen and I guess the empire of drag, as you put it, gets brought back down? I would still, as as invested in it now, I would hope I would stay true that within the next 10 years. I at least want to be out of Alabama mm-hmm. performing by then. And if the if drag drag popularity goes downhill, it's probably not gonna it's not like I was ever famous. I'm not gonna be hit hard, so I'm just gonna keep doing what I do underground. Mm-hmm. Even if it's illegal I'll probably still be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well I hope it never gets outlawed, especially going that far. Um but honestly, we never know with especially current times and how things are oh, going yeah. because it's getting very polarized on both sides with the left and the right and what's good, what's wrong. So, I mean, it is possible that something like that could happen and I hope it doesn't, but I hope we still have those performers oh, wow. and obviously the clubs will still be there even if they're in secret okay. because we've already been through that phase once. <laughs> Yeah, drag is political as a whole. Even if it gets outlawed, there will be there will be those people that are still around, still pushing behind us. Absolutely. Now, have you been working on anything? I guess, kind of on a little more brighter note, have you been working on anything specific um, or upcoming that you would like to share? Well, um, I have some upcoming shows. However, there's not really a big project I'm currently working on. Well, kind of. There's a monthly competition I do out in Birmingham. And this month our theme is which witch is which. (laughs) So we have to, we have a performance we do and a runway. And we're creating our own witch. So... That is the only thing I'm really working on right now. And my witch is going to be this, like, colonial, early American-inspired girl. And she's going to be accused of witchcraft because she can read. Mm. And so my uh, uh, runway idea is I'm going to be half-melted at the stake. So. That sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, is that the 
the Queen of the Night pageant that you do, or not pageant, but competition? Competition, yeah. Very nice. Um, I heard that you recently actually entered your first pageant, too. Oh, yes. Tell me a little bit about that, because I know you didn't win this time around, but there's always next time. But how was that overall okay. experience? It was, it was incredible. Like, I, I was a little bit of a procrastinator, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so it was, it was me and my close friend, Fondell Wood. Um, we were working on all of my outfits for this. And it, a lot of what I learned, of course, is, you know, don't procrastinate. <laughs> and every everything needs a stone somewhere. I'm still Okay, maybe not that part. Uh, just, it really, I feel it polished me up a lot more than what I, prior to. Really, I'm not much of a pageant girl, so this is more of a, a, a branch that I grew from here. Mm-hmm. I, it just gave me a little bit of a taste of a whole new side of drag that I really wasn't familiar with and I just I already really do have a deep respect pretty much for all of drag but this actually like gave me even more now that I have experience with it mm-hmm. though not much yeah I guess something I would want to ask you before we head out is what is something that you would want to say to somebody who may be coming up through in your position, um, maybe starting out as a queen who is a cis woman or just trying to get involved in the community? What is something that you would want to, I guess, give them for advice? Uh, give them advice? Well, biggest thing is know your history, whether it just be drag or gay history in general it helps it gives a longevity for you you just need to have a respect for what you are doing mm-hmm. a lot this isn't like just this is people I see as a whole that are new in the drag community they just do it out on a whim which it can be it, it's fine whatever but some of them just don't have any thought going into it, and then they just end up fizzling out. So you need to have a passion for mm-hmm. what you're doing. Get a point, like, why am I doing this? Yeah. And, you know, you're not really, you keep having more negatives outweigh a positive, then it's just like, there's no reason. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for coming and talking with us today. Right before we close out, is there any social media that you would like to throw out there for the people listening in case they'd like to follow you and see how your drag is going? I have a Facebook and an Instagram. My Facebook is um, just BillGGC Queen. BillGGC is one word. And Queen is my last name because, you know, Facebook hates us. <laughs> and my Instagram is at Sister Milky Juicy. I don't have Twitter. I don't have that. Sorry. <laughs> 
All right. Well, thank you so much uh, for all of you listening out there. Make sure to go check her out and follow these pages. Um, I'm sure she's going to be super busy, especially with all the shows that they do weekly and this upcoming one, which, which is which. So make sure to follow them, check out our place and all of the other clubs in Birmingham to see what they'll have going on this month. And with that, we are going to take a break and we will be right back. <laughs> 